everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Out to Be podcast. In today's episode, I interview Cynthia Brando. Cynthia is a Los Angeles singer-songwriter who's really killing it performing all over LA. And in 2015, Cynthia started a blog called Music Emerging. So in this episode, we talk a little bit about Music Emerging, which is currently growing to include a portal of resources and emotional support for artists, and also a coaching program, which, which she just launched. So in this episode, we talk all about Cynthia's journey with depression and stage fright, how she got past that, and how she now came to have this amazing resource through Music Emerging and through her coaching program, where she's able to help others who might be going through a similar thing or others who just need someone to lend an ear because we all need that sometimes, right? So I'm super excited for us to get to this episode, but before we do, I want to talk about something super, 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 super exciting. I feel like I've said super a lot of times already, but deal with it, whatever. (laughs) I just announced, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll already know this, but I just announced that I am doing a three-day time management challenge. Free. Three-day time management challenge. Why you ask am I doing this? Whenever I talk to you guys and I ask what you're struggling with the most when it comes to wellness, a lot of you say time management. You don't know how to manage your time. You're not sure how to prioritize things. And that's what's really holding you back from not only getting your work done, but also being able to schedule in an actual self-care routine or focus on your wellness. When we're so preoccupied with all of the things that we have to get done and we don't know how to manage our time and we feel like we're constantly overwhelmed and we constantly have no minutes in the day, there's no way we're going to get all of our tasks done. Thinking about wellness or working out or reading a book or, you know, spending quality time with people seems like the last thing that we want to do, right? Because we just want to get on top of all the tasks on our to-do list, which can be miles long. So I'm doing this free challenge so that we can talk about some easy tips and tricks and mindset hacks to really rework our well, our mindset around time management and start working on some good habits and some good tips and tricks that we can use daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, literally ongoing to master time management and then therefore to master energy management because that's part of it too, right? You can master your time, but if you're doing things like all over the place, you're not doing things like time batching or you're moving from task to task, even though you think you've scheduled your time out, that's really draining for your energy. So if we don't have the energy to do things, how can we have the time to do them? Or even if we have the time to do them, if we don't have the energy, we're not going to accomplish anything because we're not going to want to do it and we're going to do it much slower. We'll talk about this all in way more depth in the challenge. If you want to join, go to bit.ly slash out to be challenge to join. Again, the link is bit.ly slash O-U-T T-O-B-E challenge and I'll put the link in the show notes too so you can just grab it there and then you can sign up join the free Facebook group join the challenge it's going to be super super awesome the challenge is running for three days starting on Monday April 15th so there's plenty of time to sign up and you got nothing to lose it's free so if you're struggling with time management and you really want to get a self-care and wellness routine going you want to focus on that but you know you got to get the time first. I encourage you to join this. This is going to be an awesome place to start and I look forward to seeing you in the challenge. So without any further ado, here's today's episode and here is my interview with Cynthia. Hey Cynthia and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hi Katie, happy to be here. So glad to have you here today. Let's start by just having you introduce yourself. Well, my name is Cynthia Brando and I'm a singer-songwriter in Los Angeles and creator of Music Emerging. 
Awesome. So I want to start a little bit with your music career. When did you start getting into writing and creating music? Um, I started uh, getting into music in high school. And uh, I, I was interested in all the arts. So I was first interested in like drawing and then I got into dance and then theater. And then um, once I got into music, that was kind of it for me. That was my creative choice in life. And it was, yeah, it became really important to me. I think that's what happens to so many of us. I know music in high school for me was such a big thing too. It's like when we're a kid, it becomes such a formative part of our experience and we realize how much we really love it. So from there, did you start writing songs and considering yourself as an artist or did it take some time until that happened? Yeah, I start, well, I started learning the guitar. So that was like my biggest hurdle at first because I, I don't really know why I got into the guitar so much, but I saw for the first time someone perform as a singer songwriter with their guitar live. And when I saw that, I was kind of mesmerized by it. Mm -hmm. It was just a folk singer in a restaurant. And um, when I was in high school, we lived on a kind of uh, a, 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 like a woodsy resort where people would come and stay for the summer and there mm -hmm. was a performer. And that's when I first got into wanting to learn how to play the guitar and sing. And I've always been into writing. So I did started writing then. I wrote, you know, a bunch of bad songs and poetry when I was in <laughs> high school. And um, yeah, but basically I, I've been working on it. I just turned 42 and I, I, I'm just continually working on it. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you've shared this with me and I think on your blog as well, but you've struggled in the past with stage fright as well as depression. Can you talk a little bit about how that impacted your career as an artist? Yeah. I mean, basically my family moved around a lot when I was a kid. And so I was changing schools all the time. And also I was a little bit different, I think, because I identified as an artist and a creative mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. So not everyone was like that. And so I got picked on a lot for how I was in school and it was just, I took it really hard. I'm a sens overly sensitive person. And so I started to really struggle with um, depression. And um, when I was in school, I would go see uh, my school counselors a lot and that was really helpful. And then when I became an adult, I started to develop anxiety and had a lot of anxiety attacks. And mm -hmm. that was when I was starting to perform. and. Uh, the anxiety and the depression just kind of took over. And also I was on my own at 18. So I was having a lot of like life issues. And um, I basically gave up performing music in my twenties. And then, you know, I did other things and it wasn't until I, I went through a really bad depression for many, many years, like debilitating where I could hardly even work. Mm -hmm. And um, I did see counselors, but I wasn't like proactive with my mental health. I just kind of let it overtake me and I didn't really do anything about it until I was in my maybe like early to mid thirties is when I really got serious about my mental health and started to explore it more and learn about, I've always been interested in health and I've been, been interested, like I listened to your um, podcast this morning that you did with Victoria, um, mm -hmm. you know, herbs and health and healing and yeah. I'm into all that too, yoga. So that's when I started to, I've always been interested in those things, but like I said, it, it took me a long time to kind of own up to like, I have to do something about this because it's really affecting my life and affecting music. Yeah, and I think it's interesting you bring up, so when you were younger in your teenage years and in your 20s is when you had started performing, but you had to take that step back because 
because of your mental health that it just wasn't wasn't able to happen anymore was that a hard decision to make to step back well i kind of covered it up with my own excuses it's like i didn't want to ed admit defeat so i kind of like made it like oh it's my choice that like i'm gonna go do something else and mm -hmm. i kind of covered it up like not really admitting like i have a problem and this is why i didn't really i wasn't proactive with my own mental health for a while it wasn't until i took ownership of it and i was really honest with how it was affecting me so basically i just i started to um when the depression hit me really bad, I, I wasn't able to perform. I would get up there and just completely fall apart in front of people. And I just found it really exposing. And then the anxiety kicked in and basically it took over to the extent that I didn't want to perform anymore, which was really strange for me because before music, I was pursuing theater and I was a pretty outgoing person. Um, it's funny because years later, it wasn't until recently that I started not calling myself an introvert anymore, like strictly an introvert, because I, you know, I've studied that too, extrovert, you know, being an extrovert and an introvert and what are you? And I would always call myself like an introvert, but I think actually in, at the heart of myself, I really am a social person too. And I mean, I think all artists are somewhat introverted, but, um, you know, I just basically stopped performing and said, I'm an introvert and this isn't for me. And, you know, kind of had those excuses. And, um, and so, yeah, I forget what your question was, but yeah, I, I just basically stopped performing. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing that too, because I think it's hard for a lot of people to acknowledge that. And obviously, like you said, it was hard for you at the time to acknowledge it, but now you've realized it really was something that you needed to take that break, whether you wanted to or not you did need to take that time and space to deal with your mental health. And sometimes I think it can suck for people who are in that same position where they maybe know they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or they're not able to give themselves on stage or feel comfortable doing that. And because there's something more underneath all those layers that they need to deal with, but it is okay to take a step back and take the time that you need to deal with your mental health issues if you're suffering from them. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I did. And I started to, I always was interested in Buddhism and meditation and I always wanted to do that. So um, when I was about like 33 or so, I started to take a class on meditation and I met my first teacher and that was the first time I really um, got involved in being in a community. Um, I lived alone in a cabin before I moved to Los Angeles where I still live alone, but in the, in the <laughs> country, it's a little bit different. I mean, I really was isolated. Yeah. Um, it was in Northern California. And, um, so that was the first time I was part of a community and it was, um, it was just very comforting and supporting. And, you know, we meditated together and, uh, I have an extremely busy mind and I think that contributes a lot to my anxiety issues that I've had. And so meditation really helped. And when I stuck with the yoga practice, which, you know, I'm not perfect. So all these things that I'm telling you, it's like, I do them, but then sometimes I stop because life takes over. But it's yes. like I'm I'm so I'm so like aware of like when I'm slacking that I always go back to my practice. I yeah. don't get away from it for too long. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. You can start even for me, I, I kind of say like, yes, I do yoga daily, but I don't actually do it every single day without fail. Like I miss it sometimes and part of the the journey is knowing that if you miss it, you can come back to it and not have to be super stressed about it and not like feel like you ruined everything because you didn't meditate or do yoga for a couple days.
Yeah. And that was part of my issues too, with my mental health was just that I, that idea of like perfection, like I have to be perfect and do everything right. Or there's something wrong with me. And, um, you know, my journey with, um, with my mental health has been interesting because it did kind of start out with, I have a problem that I have to fix. And it wasn't until recently that I'm starting to learn that, well, I still have these issues. I'm a lot better, but they're never going away. And they're kind of part of me and they've created an interesting facet in my life personally and how I am as a person, how I relate to people in the world and having empathy. And I think there's a lot of value in, in saying that, uh, well, yeah, I'm not completely healed and that's okay. And I, I like myself anyway. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at now. And, um, so back then, you know, I, I started going to, to counseling again and I'm still in counseling and it's really helpful. And, um, basically like for me with my mental health and also moving to LA and having it be really stressful in the city and pursuing music professionally now for the first time in my life in those last few years and, um, having day jobs and living situations in the big city are really stressful. It's basically... Um, it's kind of developed into this new chapter in my life <laughs> with um, mental health, emotional health, and pursuing music. Yeah, so let's talk about what you're doing now. What are you yes. up to these days? <laughs> well, um, so in my late 30s, I moved from Northern California to Los Angeles. And um, like I said, I, I worked on my mental health for a while, for for. A, a good amount of years before I felt like I could, I could, um, I could make a big switch in my life to pursue music. And like I said before, it's like, I, I was giving excuses of why I didn't want to pursue music. <laughs> um, I, I could never admit, like, I'm scared. You know, I had such a chip on my shoulder and a lot of pride. And so I, I never wanted to admit, like, I'm too scared to pursue music. So I would just say other things. And what were you scared of? Just like trying and failing or was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was scared that I couldn't do it, you know, that it would be too hard or I couldn't handle it mentally or emotionally. Yeah. Um, and then I had an opportunity to come to LA. Uh, I didn't, when I moved to LA, I didn't have any connections in the music industry. I didn't have a job. I had a little bit of money and I knew like a couple people here. Mm -hmm. So basically I just, but I, but, but my mental state was like, I was, I was motivated and I was on a mission. And that's the first time I felt that energy in myself. Like I'm going to do this and um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm motivated. I'm very motivated. And so that kind of created this energy in me finally to pursue it like I have been. And um, so I moved here and I started performing right away. I didn't exactly know what I was going to be doing with music, but in the past I, I, I was a performer. Right. So I started performing again. And, um, right away I started performing like at the house of blues and all these places. And then after, um, a year I got into, cause I'm a, I'm a folk singer songwriter and I got into the folk community in LA, which has been a completely life-changing experience. Um, you know, LA has the stigma of being really competitive and snobbish and, and I mean, I guess it could be, but like the community I'm in is completely supportive and of each other and encouraging and they've been so nice to me. And so basically I've been performing with those people in that community and associated with them and, and, uh, they have different shows around LA, um, in the, in the folk genre a lot of times. So I get to perform 
at these really cool places in LA. And then I started pursuing some other things too, like my music emerging business. So before we talk about music emerging, I'd love to talk a little bit more about what it actually felt like for you to get back up on stage after <laughs> being off stage for so long and then going through the process of really healing yourself and coming so far on your journey with dealing with mental health, trying meditation, trying yoga, trying um, all the other things that you did try to get healthier and in a better state of mind. How did it feel to get back on stage? It was terrifying, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but, you know, so when I first got to LA, it was like, I mean, I had, so to kind of psych myself up from to moving to LA, I did started performing a little bit in my small community. Okay. So I, I started per, per, performing like the last six months a lot before I moved to LA. Of course, it's different. It's a smaller community and it doesn't have like the same kind of vibe as like, mentally thinking like oh my god but then i'm going to be performing in la i didn't really know anything about la so of course i built it up in my mind mm -hmm. um so i was nervous about it so um my my goal was simply to not run off the stage which sounds kind of funny because recently i realized i never changed that goal so now my goal after um four years now of performing in la almost five um I changed my goal to actually being up there, connecting with my audience, breathing, getting into my environment. But basically my goal was not to run off the stage I for like that. several years. <laughs> and so, so I just it's stuck such a to reminder, it. Though. It's such a reminder though, like start small and start with those smaller goals. Like you're getting up on stage for maybe the first time in a while, or even if it's not the first time in a while, it's, but it's something that you're just trying to get more comfortable at. Like, what is the one thing that you just want to accomplish? And literally, maybe that is not leaving the stage, like go completing the whole set without fail, no matter how much you mess up, no matter how much you feel uncomfortable, but just getting through it. Because the more you get through it, the more comfortable you'll get with doing it. So now you can get to the point that, for instance, you're at where you're like, okay, now I'm killing this. Let's see how I can do better about just connecting with the audience. Yeah, and that's what's what happened. It did, like when I first started performing, I couldn't eat the entire day. You know, I, it was, I was a mess. But like I said, my goal was to just not run off the stage. And that's what I did. And um, it did get easier. So it got a lot easier just performing regularly. I got way more comfortable. I still suffer from stage fright. And it kind of pops up in unusual circumstances. I could be with friends and just all of a sudden be overwhelmed with stage fright performing in front of my peers and mm -hmm. it just depends. Um, so, uh, I, I talked to people about it because I was surprised. Um, and this relates to my music emerging. I started writing this blog about it and blogging about things like that. And a lot of people came forward and told me that they were struggling with stage fright too. People that use that look like the most relaxed, phenomenal performers, so yeah. comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then um, they sit, come up to you and say, I actually struggle with that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised once you start opening up about these things or just asking people if they can relate that a lot of people are going through the same things. They're just not they just need someone else to be open about it first before they can feel comfortable realizing that they're not alone and again we're none of us are alone in this it's really it's really nice to have a sense of community around us whether it's in the genre of music we're playing or another type of community like you said in when you started doing buddhism you had community there and finding people that we can talk to and share something with is huge i think in our journey of realizing that we're not so alone in this so I want to talk a little bit more about music emerging. Can you tell us what you're doing with that? Yeah. So 
so it's um, something that I started um, a few years back. Um, I'm really into writing. And I started blogging, not through Music Emerging, but I was a guest blogger on some sites um, where I wrote about, I, for one of the things I wrote about was stage fright and my experiences with that, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then um, I wrote about being a woman in the music industry. And I wrote about uh, affirmations and just, it, it kind of was turning into like, oh, I'm writing about the music industry, but it's, it's kind of, um, more of an emotional story that I'm relating um, in the music industry. And I thought mm -hmm. that's, that would be an interesting thing to start doing regularly because like I said, I would write something and then I'd get a lot of responses about people going through the same things. And um, it's starting to become like, uh, people are starting to talk more openly about mental health issues and yeah. struggles, but I think it's still hard for people as far as like what's out there with music industry stuff, as far as reading and blogs and help, it's more like how to like technical stuff, how to do stuff. And so I felt there was a need to have a site where there were emotional support systems in place. And that's what music emerging is about. So our mission statement is that music emerging is a place for emotional resources that will inspire transformation on the challenging music musical journey by gaining strength and confidence through a variety of supports to further your dreams and goals. So that's kind of what we're about. And I say we, meaning me, but <laughs> I, basically it's kind of growing and I'm hoping yeah. to get more people on board. But yeah. Basically, and then we have um, three words that I chose for music emerging that I think are important. And the three words are unfold, reveal, and arise. And there's actually a little booklet I created that you can buy on the site that talks about the, the music journey and what unfold, reveal, arises, arise means in an emotional sense to a musical journey. Awesome. So definitely go check out the Music Emerging blog and read the new and old blog posts that Cynthia has up there to read just more about mental health, being a woman in the music industry, some of the struggles that you may or may not be going through and that you can relate to or learn more about. And I also know that you are launching a coaching program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. It's uh, it's kind of a different take on coaching. Like because of the blog and because of being involved in a community and just getting to know people and having them reach out, I've been having these really, really nourishing conversations with people. And I realized that I really enjoy listening to people's story and then telling my story and just offering uh, to be like um, a touchstone for people or just someone that will listen. And so it's kind of gotten me interested in maybe pursuing coaching as a career um, and then pursuing coaching only for people in the music industry, since that's what I'm doing in my life. And so I feel it's really great to um, be a person that's on the same journey as someone who might, you know, just want to talk about their own journey. Then also there's this uh, aspect to it that I want to put out there and it's, it's, it's walking. And a few years ago, I actually, right in the middle of me pursuing music in, in LA, I lost my day job and I had like $40 in the bank and I didn't know what to do. And so I just started walking because walking's free. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. I love that. <laughs> and so, especially, especially in LA, that, that must be such a nice place to just go outside and take a nice walk. 
Well, the funny thing is that there's this thing about LA that no one ever walks in LA, <laughs> but there's actually a lot of really cool places to walk. Yeah. Um, uh, so I just started walking like all day. <laughs> and when I was walking, like, and I was going through a seriously hard time in my health, in my life and in, with my health, my mental health, for sure, losing my job. I didn't know what to do. So the walking completely made me feel better. It cleared my head. And then, um, for money, I started street performing, which is actually something I wanted to do in LA. And I bought the equipment like two years before I even started doing that. So when I lost my job, I started walking and then I was like, I'm going to do this street performing thing. And, um, I started performing out on the LA streets outside and again, walking's outside and the performing was outside. And I was like, I really like being outdoors and doing my music and people would walk by and I'd talk to them and I would make money. I started making money and I was able to pay my rent and go through this like two month period with no job before I got another job. And so I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have a coaching program where you're walking and talking at the same time and then there's going to be a writing aspect to it also so um, currently I'm living near a spiritual center in Mount Washington which is kind of a wooded part of Los Angeles and so I have this loop and so the program which is going to be launched uh, April 1st and all the information will be on the site and I've done this with a few people already to try it out and they really liked it so it's a 45 minute walk where you don't even talk or say anything you're just clearing your head looking at your surroundings, trying to focus on your breath. And then we come to a spiritual center where I have like a little booklet with some writing prompts. And then you can have time to, um, and it's non-religious, you know, it's a, it's a Buddhist place, but um, it's totally non-religious. Anyone can go there. And basically there's just beautiful gardens and fountains that you can sit at and do what you like if you want to meditate or just sit and you know, hang out. And then there's a writing prompt. And then another short walk where we can talk about what's happening with you um, on your personal music journey or in your career. So that's, that's basically the three steps of the program. And it's going to be for women. I love that. So if you are a woman in music and you're looking for someone to talk to and a way to really connect back within yourself and your body and maybe if you're struggling with something, whether it's career or personal, this program, I'm so excited about it. I can't do it because I'm in New York. I'm not in LA, but if you're in LA, <laughs> you should definitely check it out. I really love too, that you put such an importance on connecting with nature as part of our healing journey, because I think nature is so underrated, especially for musicians where we're in the studio or in the gig at the bar or the music venue so often or indoors writing music. It's not as often in this career where we're able to get outside and just like be one with nature. But nature can be very soothing, very relaxing, and especially in the context that you've put it in where you're taking time to really actively be silent and be in nature, it can help us connect back within ourselves, which is something we could all use a little bit more of for sure. So thank you so yeah. much for doing this. Yeah, I have my background is in nature because I grew up all my life in the woods. So I'm a nature person. And so um, I do have a different relationship with nature with my music. My music infuses a lot of um, nature in it. Just the idea of, um, you know, being in, in um, natural surroundings and um, 
like I'm the kind of, and then of course moving to LA was nerve wracking for me because I didn't know if what kind of nature would be waiting for me. I've always lived in the woods. So, but I just realized because of my connection with nature, I'm able to find even like a plant coming out of a crack in the sidewalk. And it's like, there's my nature. And it's like, I can immediately connect even on that small level. And so, but then I, when I moved to LA, I was surprised at how many, uh, hiking trails and mountains and how beautiful it was. And, and I don't think people access it a lot because we are so busy. So having the, the workshop, the coaching, it's like you, and, it, and it's not super long. So it's like people could carve out like two, three hours to connect with nature and put it, you know, in LA, a lot of times we just have to put stuff like that on a schedule. It's like, okay, I'm going to schedule this time to be totally. in nature, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. You know, if you have to do it that way, that's, that's, that's good. I think yeah. it's fine. Awesome. So for people who are in LA and want to work with you with this coaching or for people who aren't in LA, but still want to connect with you in your blog, where can we find you? So I have two sites. I have my music site, um, which uh, my music is on there and it's Cynthia Brando, like Marlon, CynthiaBrando.com. <laughs> and I do have a link to music emerging on there. And then the music emerging site is just musicemerging.com. And um, there's, we also started workshops too. So we had our first workshop just like, la yeah, last uh, Saturday. So a week ago, we had our first workshop. It went really well. And they take place in Pasadena, California, which is close to LA. And um, we have workshops every month. And they, they're also workshops that deal with the emotional aspects of music. So yeah, um, that's something to check out on the site. You can click on the workshop link. And the blog is right up there too. And also I invite people who want to maybe contribute to Music Emerging. So I do have a call to action if anyone is interested in leading a workshop um, or just having a conversation, being a guest blogger. So yeah, there's, and there's also resources on the site too. So I have um, people that have sites uh, that deal with um, health or healing or the music industry and those are listed on the site too. Amazing, well thank you so much for everything that you do. Everyone, I encourage you to check out Cynthia's stuff, especially if you're in LA, try to get to a workshop or do some coaching with her. It's such a great way to have some you time and get involved with nature. I'm so glad you came on today, Cynthia. Thanks so much. Thank you and good luck. Thanks for having me. Bye.